What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today. Well, this is a really very special edition of the show as we're in College Hill season. College Hill Celebrity Edition Season 2 is airing on BET+. And this week's episode was a little bit interesting. And the reason why I say it was a little bit interesting because we finally saw the well-anticipated altercation between Amber and Jocelyn Hernandez that happened inside their African-American literature class. Now, if you want to hear my full breakdown of what's going on and how I feel about what this season has entailed, make sure to head over to HBCU Pulse YouTube. I've given a recap of every episode. But the altercation between Jocelyn and Amber is interesting because it's foretelling that you saw Amber and Jocelyn both really opening up and growing during the process of being at Alabama State. And then this happened, and we're going to see what happens after that. So in College Hill, like so we're talking about the OG College Hill. College Hill season four, unfortunately, had an altercation between Vanessa and our guest for today, Crystal Lee, who is a part of the HBCU Experience, America's first black reality TV series available now on Amazon. Shout out to the HBCU Experience movement. And I had the opportunity to interview Crystal. And it's so crazy that I did this interview and then we have the episode where we see Jocelyn and Amber Rose's altercation. And I think it's interesting to listen to Crystal's viewpoint on how she was portrayed, as well as what actually happened when the altercation occurred. And it says a lot about media, media perception, and quite honestly, the difference between a regular college student that's on a show such as College Hill and the celebrities. Because while Jocelyn, we've seen her do a lot of interviews talking about what occurred on this season with Amber Rose. She's been getting a lot of acclaim and a lot of attention. And a lot of folks are going to tune into this episode waiting to see the drama that unfolded. But that's not what happened for Crystal. Crystal's altercation with Vanessa is not quote unquote good TV as folks might say it is. That one very moment affected Crystal mentally and personally as she navigated the world post-college ill. So I want you guys to make sure to check it out. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. We're going to go on and hop into it and let it run for the rest of the show. Make sure to follow HBCU Pulse on Instagram and YouTube at HBCU Pulse, Twitter and TikTok, the HBCU Pulse. This is my interview with Crystal Lee from College Hill, Virgin Islands. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. Like, just first and foremost, how's everything going with you and how have you been? Oh, my gosh. I am super blessed. I have an awesome career, amazing child, and I'm just blessed. I'm turning 40 in a couple weeks, so. <laughs> okay, happy early birthday. Happy early birthday. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what, what does this year mean to you? You know, like, like when it comes to just this year? Because I feel like for all of us, I think 2023 hits differently because of everything we've gone through these past three years. And you have your birthday coming up. So what does this year mean to you? 
definitely it's a transition for me. I'm I'm leaving my 30s. Um, I feel like I'm becoming a grown woman. I'm coming into myself and my confidence, my assurance, and just being a mother has just changed me so much. I love it. So, you know, we're here because, you know, first of course you want college help. You know, but you're also an author because you're in the HBCU experience, America's first black reality TV series. So how does it feel to be in this book about the College Hill experience? Um, it's amazing. I sometimes I have to pinch myself because I forget that I'm a part of history. And it's not until like my other castmates or um, I call them the roomies, even though we have like a, our own fraternity sorority, all of us College Hill, you know, kids. Um, we're all adults now with our own kids. But, you know, the College Hill kids, we have our own fraternity like thing and. When they say, you know, we made Black history, I'm like, oh, what, did we? You know, like, I don't think about it like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I guess I am Black history. This is crazy. You know, I have a legacy to leave to my son. It's, it's wild, uh, but it, I'm so excited for this book. I really am. You know, what's so interesting with you saying that is that when you look back at College Hill season four, you know, especially, <laughs> you look at the University of Virgin Islands and you see that the enrollment increased after yeah. you all season. Like, I think that that's important and that's the pinnacle of Black history to me, because I know that there's a lot of prognostication about what happened on this season, even what the series of College Hill is. But yeah. it, it made people want to go. And I told Ray this last year when I first interviewed him last year is that it had a different world type of effect. Because different world in the yeah. 90s. It made black kids want to go to college in general. You saw an increase across the college spectrum. College Hill was that in a different way because it showed a realistic experience that this generation of students that were coming in, they wanted to see the real, you know? So right. it, had, it had a different impact. And to me, that was what College Hill meant in the annals of black history. So before we talk about you getting on College Hill, like what do you think College Hill meant for the culture from someone that was on College Hill? Oh, that's hard. I mean, like, it's like, I don't want to really speak for the culture, right? Because that's, a, that's such a heavy <laughs> thing to hold, right? But um, I think, like you said, I think it's amazing that, you know, our show, our little show encouraged other Black students to get their education, to become more career-minded, um, take their lives into their hands and, you know, stop feeling like they're less than our other counterparts, our white counterparts. And, you know, we I think it showed that, hey, I can do it too. And I, I love that. I love that for us. I, I love it too. And, you know, I watched season three, of course, first. I watched it, I watched it sequentially. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get the first two seasons, you know. But like, I watched yeah. season three, season four, you know. <laughs> yeah, same, right? Because it's locked up somewhere, you know. And, yeah. like, I watched season three, and season three, I'm like, wow, like, this is the real experience that I was getting at my HBCU, Fort Valley State University, right? Because I watched oh, yeah. it like around 2017. So, you know, watching season four, it was so different. And I understood why people were like, this is the best season. So I got to ask you, how, I literally said, of course, I love how you said, of course, I love that. You know what I'm saying? The pride of the seasons. So like, how did you get on College Hill Virgin Islands? Like, what was your journey to getting on the show? So before I got in college here, I was doing like music videos. I did um, music video with Robin Thicke and Buster Rhymes. I was doing bikini modeling for Von Dutch and I did Tyra Banks. I did a lot of different TV shows, small stints. And I just happened to come across the ad because I was actually watching College Hill 3 at the time. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, what? what's my angle? Like what makes me different than any, any other black girl out there? And I thought, okay, here I am. I'm born and raised in Orange County, California. Uh, you may not be the, the typical idea of a black girl, I guess, you know? And I said, let me try it out. I mean, 
I don't think they know. I, I, Orange County was popping at that time back in 06. I mean, for the white folks, right? It was all over. They had the OC. They had all types of um, Orange County shows. And I said, well, where's the black perspective from being from Orange County, right? So I said, maybe that's my angle. And I went and I auditioned for Tracy Edmonds. And when I was in the waiting room, actually JT was there. And I was talking with JT and he was on the phone. And it's funny, he was arguing with his girlfriend, um, his then girlfriend. And I told him, I said, you know what? If I get on this show, you're going to get on this show. Because the way you argue with your girlfriend right now, that would annoy me. And he laughed and he said, girl, you're crazy. And I said, I'm just keeping it real. I always keep it real. I've never, I mean, when I was younger, I was a little reckless with my mouth. But I, I always keep it real. I'm always honest with people. And I said, we'll make it together. I promise you. And when I got off that plane in St. Thomas, who was there? So I called it. You yeah, you called a lot. So so you're also a fortune teller, okay? At this point, you're a fortune teller too. <laughs> I mean, basically, I mean, I'm multifaceted, you know. <laughs> at, at, at this point, you told them, listen, listen, you're gonna be on the show with me, and then you you gonna I annoy me too. You know, I honestly, I just had that gut feeling where I was like, no, nah, we'll be on the show together. Like I just know it. And he was like, this girl crazy. But when he saw me, he was like, hey, you called it. I was like, mm, yeah, I did. I, I just I just knew it. At this point, I wouldn't have called you crazy. I would have said she's a casting producer. Like, you know what I mean? She, she got the plug. Like, right. you know? I, I, I would have I said, baby, let's stop arguing. I'm on the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, wonder, I wonder if, like, they were, like, watching us in, like, the casting rating room or something like that. And then they saw, like, our interaction and were like, hmm, you know? <laughs> they probably were. Like, that's the thing. Like, so, like, how do you feel to, like, be filmed all the time? Because, you know, talking to Willie Mack, you know, who was on the show, like, he said that it was like cameras everywhere. So how did yes. it feel to be in that environment where you're like under a spotlight 24 seven? Okay, to be honest, I like attention. I mean, I, well, I did like attention. I love to be the center of attention. I'm really outgoing. Um, I'm really fun and just like, I'm just, I'm just all over the place, but I'm always a good time. Um, and so for me, I was like, oh, I'm gonna love this. I've already done TV shows and music videos. I'm gonna love this, right? I get there, I'm like, oh, this is overwhelming. Like, there are so many times that I would forget and I would hop out of the shower butt-ass naked because I forgot there was cameras in there. And, you know, you're just thinking about your normal, like, daily stuff. It was like, oh, I can't even change my PJs in my room because there's four guys with cameras here. If they're not standing here, there's cameras on my bed, cameras in the corner of the wall, like, all over the place. So it was like, it became overwhelming. Like, I felt like I couldn't live, like, a normal life. You know, if I wanted to go to um, the grocery store, it was like, well, who are you bringing with you? Um, let me see if I have a camera t crew available to follow you. I'm like, dang, I just want to get some bacon for breakfast. Like, we don't need to make an event, you know? And, and that's how it was. So it became to get like, to be like a chore kind of. <laughs> and then at one point it just became every day. Like every, then it just got, I got over it. And it just became like the normal. Like you didn't even really notice that the cameras were there, I guess. Wow, so looking at how the cameras were everywhere and you didn't really have privacy, how do you think you were portrayed? Because it's like, they filming you 24-7, they gotta put that together. So how do you think that the excessive recording, how did how did the story come together for you in your mind? To be honest, it I watched it live how everybody else watched it, right? We had no idea how the, our stories were gonna play out until it actually aired. So as I'm watching every episode, this is how I'm seeing how the story of Crystal on College Show 4 is unveiling. And initially when I was on the show, I thought, okay, when once the fight happened, I kind of knew it was going to take a turn. But before that, I thought, I mean, we were only in the house 
a few weeks before the fight happened. So the fight, so the way they produced it, it seems as if the fight happened like months into it, right? No, it was only a couple of weeks into us being on the show. So there was so much more that happened after that that I thought would maybe not eclipse the fight um, because I knew it was a big deal, but maybe kind of buffer (laughs) the fight and show who I was, right? And I thought, oh, they're going to show me be the class clown. I mean, nobody is funnier than Willie Mack, but, you know, from uh, I'm always joking around and, and messing around and stuff. And so I thought for sure, I would be portrayed like that. I'd be portrayed like the mother of the house because I was always the one to like cook us family dinners and things like that. So I thought, oh, okay, I'm going to be the mother of the house, you know? And that was not how I was portrayed. So (laughs) I was shocked because I'm like, y'all has so much material to work with. And, you know, it's all in what makes money, but they had so much material to work with that I was shocked that they worked with what they did work with. (laughs) So how did you feel about it? Like, cause I know for me, like I said, I'm not a shot shot. You know what I mean? Like I like having real conversations about impacts of media, especially. And it's like, you know, of course we hear about the fight all the time, you know, either it's yeah. even taking a life of his own, you know, or now with social media, but like, did you have a problem with how you were portrayed? Because of course we have the fight, but it's even, you know, the things that led up to the fight. But like you said, there was more to you that you showcased during that filming process. So did you have right. a problem with it? Or was it like, eh, it's TV, it is what it is? No, I had a problem for sure. I was never used to being seen in a negative light. And it was, it was hard for me. It was hard for my ego as well, as a young black woman to be portrayed as this negative Nancy. And, you know, you think about it like, yeah, we're like, some of us are 19. I I think I was the oldest at the time. I was 22. I had never been outside of California, Southern California, let alone that. And I was homesick. You know, there was a big time difference where I couldn't even talk to my family and friends because of the difference of time. And I was, I was lonely. And there were times where they caught me at my lowest missing home. And, you know, then I was portrayed as a negative person because I wanted to go home and I was crying about going home. Then the fight happened, you know, and it, it, it put more negativity on me. Now, for granted, those are things that I said and I did, but how much light was shed on it was frustrating to me at times. Because I wanted to be, I wanted to be shown in different lights. I wanted to be shown as a whole person. You know, we all have times where we're angry, we're upset, we're sad, we're happy, we're you know just like in our best of light. And I wanted to, I, I thought that I would be portrayed as all of that. And I was portrayed as what was most entertaining. <laughs> so how did that weigh on your mental health? Because, you know, we have this conversation of mental health now that I, I was 10 years old. I wouldn't have that conversation when I was younger. You know, I was 10 years old. You know, but like, I wasn't like, oh, what is your mental health? I was like, no, when, right. when did the Power Rangers come on? When did the finals come on? You know, but like when it comes to just this conversation of mental health, like we have it in, in real ways. And I even think that now the Celebrity Edition cast is dealing with it in a real way. So like with the perception of how you were viewed, how you were edited to be on the show and even with how the fight happened, like how was your mental health at that time? And I want to make it like two layered, like at the time that, you know, everything was going on on the show. And then after as you were watching, like how did you feel mentally about what you were experiencing and what you were seeing? Yeah. So at the time of the fight, um, I was really confused. Uh, I, I didn't know that Vanessa and I hadn't really any real issues prior to the fight. So I think the way that it looked when it was, you know, recorded and portrayed, 
is like we had issues leading up to the fight, but we really didn't. Um, like Vanessa and I were cool. We um, like borrowed each other's clothes. Like I put makeup on her. So it was like, to me, I thought, okay, we all have little issues, right? Like family issues, like Willie was saying, but I didn't think like there was a big, big issue. And I know like that night, just a lot of emotions were arising. We had came back from drinking and stuff like that. So that probably played into it as well. So I was just, I came out of it in a state of confusion. I was hurt because like I said, I thought we were friends and I just didn't understand what happened. And then going into it, when they made us, they made everybody choose who was going to stay and who was going to go. I started to feel some kind of way too as well, because I was like, oh, well, why do they get to decide who gets to stay and who is to go? Like Willie said, you know, he's like, well, I feel bad that Vanessa goes home. Well, when he said that, and so to JT, I was like, yo, but what about me? Like, what if I go home? You, you're not going to feel bad? Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's like a young person's mentality, right? As a, an adult now, I wouldn't think like that. But back then I was like, yo, like, am I not important too? Like, we supposed to be Cali, you know, like, <laughs> that's our crew. Like, what's up with that? And I was really going through a lot of emotions and I was really just... I mean, I was kind of over it. I was really kind of over it at that point. <laughs> you know what's crazy, though? I, I don't think that that's a bad thought. Like, I don't think that what about me is a bad thought because I think that in that situation, you know, that happens and you want someone to defend you. Right. You want someone to step up for you. So in that moment, what I mean you say is like, because I, I look at things deeper than I should, you know what I mean? So like for <laughs> me, I'm like, man, like, are you going to be there for me? Because this, to me, I think it's even deeper than just, oh, Cali Virgin Islands. I think it's also, look at me, I'm defending myself. Yeah. And you know, the fight, the fight happened. I wasn't even a part of the original fight, to be honest. A lot of things you guys don't see is that I was like actually in the bed sleep. So they were fighting in the doorway between my doorway. And so it was myself, JT and Andre's room. And then the next room, the doorway was Cheeky, Vanessa and Idija. And so when the fight happened, I was like, yo, I got a seven o'clock class tomorrow. Like, <laughs> you know, like they made us go to class for reals. You know, it's a TV show, but we had to go to class. They were like, you better get in this car and go to class. So I'm like, yo, I gotta get up y'all. It's two o'clock in the morning right now. Why are y'all fighting? You know what I mean? So I was irritated. Cause I'm like, y'all come home from the club and I'm asleep and y'all fighting, you know, what, what the hell, you know? So that's, and then I started trying to be defending the, the Cali kids, mainly JT at the time was in the fight with Idisha, right? So my fight, I wasn't even a part of it. And then I got brought into it. So it was like, yo, like, and now you over here crying because Vanessa going home, like my guy, like I was defending you. <laughs> so that's where it was like, uh, hello. <laughs> that's real. That's real. Yeah. So you all have made amends from, you know, what Willie said when I interviewed him, but also just for what I've seen, because College Hill series page posted that you all like linked up, you know, had, had a picture. Y'all y'all, y'all were glowing. I was like, oh, look at that. You know what I mean? So like, how did you all make amends? And, you know, was it really like an issue even after the show? Or did you like, you know, make amends like off camera and then you popped up and met her like, you know, years later? Um, you know, it was an issue for a little while. And I think I can speak for myself. Um, definitely my ego. I think the media fans played into putting us against each other a lot. And when I decided I wasn't going to do that anymore, that's when I, I kind of made my decision that I'm not going to 
hate this girl for what? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to hate her? She was in her feelings and there was a moment of bad reaction between the two of us. And then I became my feelings, you know what I mean? So we're just two young ladies that were in a wrong situation. And um, in my heart, I forgave her. And then I think it came to her too. At some point, I can't speak exactly for when she forgave me, you know, but um, it, it, we forgave each other and there was no reason for us to have a beef. And we have like our thread and we all communicate to each other all the time. And, you know, there was even a time where someone else was arguing and me and Vanessa kind of argued against <laughs> And everybody's like, what the hell? What's going on? Vanessa and Krista are jumping on this person. And I'm like, no, that's my roomie. I'm going to ride for her. Like, you know, like regardless. And um, when I moved out to Florida, um, that's when her and I met up and we were like, girl, let's, let's meet up. Let's talk. Like, let's, let's kumbaya and like, just just get rid of that negative energy. We're too grown. We have babies. Like, why? We're in better places in our life. And that's where it is, where we are today. You know, like, why do we need to have a beef? It's just a moment in time. And we have the rest of our lives. I love to hear that. Like, like that level of growth is something that I just don't think when we talk about that moment and it comes up on social media and people watch it, I think that that's what's not being talked about. And I have this hard time thing in my mind about when it comes to, especially the black folks and being petty. Like, oh my gosh, I, I almost tweeted about it, but people are going to be petty with me tweeting about being petty. You know what I'm saying? Right. I almost tweeted about it. You know, because I, I, I'm like, at, at some point, can we not be petty? At some right. point, can we not be shady? Like, like can we be serious? I think it's in our DNA as black people to be petty and shady. <laughs> like, that's how... That's how we were made. Like, <laughs> and I'm not saying we're like that all the time. I'm just saying we all got a little piece. Like we're all very similar. And there's just times where black people, we get petty and shady. You know, I, I'm shady sometimes too. Maybe daddy. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I, I, guess, I guess I am too. I mean, I don't want to sit up here like oh, a righteous indignation. Like I'm not shady. Like I probably am too. Like, Your but- probably shady to you too. Your mama oh, be no, shady. She, oh no, for sure she yeah. is. She, oh, Girl, she is. Oh, boy, she be shady. Man, but she shaded me today. Like, you know, I mean? like, I'm like, wait a minute. You know, but I, I just I just feel as if like when we talk about like these moments, like we don't talk about the impacts and like you know, even just like the mental health or even like what people were really going through. So I want to ask you this. So, you know, when we talk to folks that were on the show, they talk about, you know, Beyonce, because all you had a Beyonce story. It seems yeah. like everybody had to be everybody met Beyonce that was yes. on college hill. But yes. like for you, like was it the same story? Like was it going to like BT Awards signing autographs and people knowing who you were, or was it different because of how you how you were portrayed and what happened during the season? Oh, that's a good question. Um it was so I'm a character. I'm gonna say I'm a character, right? Because it's a TV show, I guess. Um, I'm I was a character that you either loved or you hated. There was, there was no mediums for me. Um, people, they hated me like I was like Scar and the Lion King or they adored me, right? And it was so odd to me because here I am, I'm just a normal person, right? And then I have people that they know me <laughs> and they make judgments off of who I am. So, I mean, I can tell you right now, we went to, to um, Spring Bling. When I came on stage, I was booed. I was booed at Spring Bling in Miami. Like that, that for a 22 year old college girl, it hurt. Like, I'm not even gonna lie, I cried about it, I cried. And my, 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 my roomies were like, don't cry, it's okay. They don't know you like we know you, you know? But like mental health wise, like I was not in a good place a lot of times when we went out publicly. 
even when I got love from people, I wasn't in a good place to talk to them and let them celebrate me, right? Um, and this and this went on for years. I, I I can tell you for years, years and years, probably like about ten years. There would be, I would go places and I would see people would be like, "Oh my God, are you Christian College?" Yeah, I'd be like, "No, I don't know her." Like I wouldn't even acknowledge myself being on that show, and they'd be like, "No, I swear you are that girl." Mm -mm. I'm light skinned black girl. There's a lot of us, you know. <laughs> like I'm a dime a dozen. I'm not, no, not her, because. I was just so afraid of the negative impact that I had received before that I didn't know. Are you going to come at me because you're a fan of me or are you coming at me because you're angry at me because I got in a fight with Vanessa, <laughs> you know, and in real life, I mean, you see me on TV, but in real life, I'm a real petite woman. Um, I was at the time of the, the show, I was five foot three, 90 pounds, maybe 90 pounds. I was, I was very tiny. So I didn't know what's going on. Dang, are you going to fight me too? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because people would, people would um, send me death threats on Facebook. Yeah, so we didn't have like Instagram back then, right? And Twitter, we had Twitter. I think we had Twitter, yeah. But I would get death threats. Like by the, by the hundreds. So for me, it was like, mm, I, I, I pulled myself away. There were a lot of opportunities that were kind of brought to me because of the show that I said, no, I don't want any parts because I was so mentally in a bad place in the show. I, I feel like I had PTSD, right? Um, a lot of black people, a lot of times black people, we don't talk about mental health. We think it's a weakness. Um, and I felt like when I was talking about how I was feeling about the aftermath of the show, I was being portrayed as being weak or, you know, oh, well, you was all that big talk back then, but now you can't talk now. No, because now I'm worn down. Y'all don't wore me down, you know, like mentally. Um, and so it, it was hard. It was really hard for me. Um, to be honest, like I didn't even watch any other College Hills after mine because I could not watch them. I couldn't. I, I just couldn't like take myself from the situation and my aftermath of the show. Wow. So <laughs> did Tracy Edmonds and the College Hill production team no, and I ask this because you know, I look at it like it's not like they can like do anything about you know the edit of the show. It's not like they say, "Hey, y'all can't watch it no more." Have you? I don't know if you've seen SpongeBob, but but like like when Mr. Krabs got mad, and he clicked the button, and and and, and they took back the hours of TV that they watched. Like I don't know if you saw the episode. <laughs> like, it, it was like, "Oh, this ain't free no more," and it's like, like he was like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like but you, they can't do that in real life, you know? Right. Like, but did they know? to maybe be like, man, like Crystal felt this way about this. So maybe we're going to grow and we're going to do this differently. Like, did you have a conversation with them about it? No, no one reached out to me. Um, there wasn't like, there wasn't anyone that was like there to assist me or I, I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for Vanessa, but I'm sure it was the same. Um, and, you know, I think people don't, people don't think about these are real lives. Right. I'm a, I'm a real young lady um, at the time and it, it affected me and how you put together a TV show to make millions of dollars. It affects my little life as a regular person, because once I step off, step off of that house and I fly back home to California, I'm just crystal again. I'm back going to college. I'm back working at a fast food joint. You know what I mean? Like I'm 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 a young college kid. And they don't think, I don't think that they thought about, or I don't, I mean, if they did, maybe they didn't care about the repercussions. And I think that's something that 
should be thought about and should be dealt with because we're young people, not to mention just we're young black people. And we deserve, if you're going to show us in a certain light, then we deserve to have help to get us through what's going to happen afterwards. I want to ask you a twofold question. So do you think that you have now grown past what occurred with this season and the trauma that came from it? And if you have, how have you done it? Because I think that for a lot of us, because like, you know, for a lot of us, even for me, it's like when you go through something, you hold on to it. You know, like you mm-hmm. you stay angry. You know, mm-hmm. and 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 I, I'm not. I, I was ne- I'm never in situations how you were. You know, what I'm saying like, and then you have other folks that weren't in those type of situations, but you had to do with that on a bigger stage than we had to. You know, yeah. what I'm saying. So, how did you deal with that? If you've dealt with, how, how did you deal with it, and how do you move on from it? Um, you know, I can tell you, there are times where I'm still dealing with it. <laughs> I. Gosh, I go to McDonald's and someone recognizes me, you know, and they, and they always say, oh, I, I heard your voice first and I recognize your voice. And then I looked and I knew it was you. Um, and I'm like, what? You know, this is weird. Um, to me, it's weird because I see myself as a normal person still, right? I don't see myself as a celebrity or a D-list, Z-list celebrity. I'm, I'm just Crystal, right? So I'm still dealing with it for sure. Um, and I'm moving past it by knowing that it's my... What I went through, my experience is helping other Black women, um, young Black women to go on to go to school, right? So it's like, there's a positive out of that. Um, And even though there were some things that were shown in negative light, it still helped to encourage young Black women and, you know, men to go to get their education. And that's what's important to me. Um, I tried my best to set a good example on the show, um, and because, you know, not only because I wanted to be a good example, but also because it's on TV, it's forever. <laughs> I knew one day I'd have a family, I'd have a, you know, a, a, a husband and the kids and <laughs> mother-in-laws and everything to answer to one day. So I wanted to do my best. But yeah, I'm just, I'm just taking it, you know, step by step. Um, this opportunity of writing this book, writing a chapter in the book was something I jumped on because I was like, oh, let me tell my story from a different light. Like someone's giving me the blessing to tell my own story the way I want to tell it. And that's why I jumped on this opportunity to get this, to get in this book. I was on like, sign me up. <laughs> no, I love it. So let's talk about the book. So what is your chapter in the book about? Like, what did you write about in your chapter? Yeah. So funny enough, my chapter is called culture shock because that's essentially what I believe I went through. I came from a small city in orange County um, where I was one of like six black kids in my high school. Um, With that being said, uh, about four of those people were my own family members. So (laughs) you can kind of see where I grew up, right? Um, And coming from that, that lifestyle, I, I came, I grew up a little rough. I grew up, um, I was on food stamps. I was eating government cheese when I was a child. Um, You know, we didn't, we didn't know if we were going to have cable TV or what I, I went, I had a really, um, crazy upbringing as a child. And so when I had the opportunity to get on this show, I was like, are you kidding me? Free college? And I get to party? And I'm going to be at some island? I'm there, sign me up, right? So it was just, a, it, it's just crazy to be able to tell my story. As a young Black girl that went through, um, I had drug addicted parents. And I mean, I could go on about my struggle as a child. Um, 
But to see now today, here I am, I'm a mother of an amazing young man and I've got two degrees. I've got a bachelor's in business administration and I've got an MBA. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a part of the few elite um, black women that has MBAs. Um, so I, I just feel like without that experience, I would not have thought I could do it eventually. I love it. So I got to ask this one last question. We think, we all think that after Celebrity Edition, and I, I honestly wonder if this is maybe going to be in the late 2020s, early 2030s, because I don't see it happening within the next couple of years. But we think that they're going to bring back like uh, like actual students instead of the celebrities. They're going to bring back actual students and try it out. And maybe an HBCU is going to be like, hey, like we're going to allow you to come on campus and get, you know, students, student leaders, maybe the miss of the university, star quarterback or something like that. And they're yes. going to be a part of the show. So let's say that does happen. It might not never happen again, but let's say it does happen. What is your advice to a young man and a woman that is auditioning for the show and maybe they get picked? What is your advice for someone that's going to be on the show as someone that experienced the show and sort of look, they sort of had like a, a, a like I can, and, and, and experience that was sort of traumatic from what happened, what was portrayed. What would your advice be to them? I would say um, know yourself and be true to yourself. Try to keep a level head. <laughs> It's hard. It's a lot going on. I mean, you're young, you've got hormones, there's alcohol, you know what I mean? Like, and you know, for the guys, I know the girls are left and right, you know? So I mean, keep your head straight, focus on what the end game is. What do you want out of this? If you're going to do college hill, what are you going to make it? You know, how, how are you going to flip it to, to your advantage? Um, and I would say, make sure you get paid. Make sure you get paid because I got my contract and I didn't get paid. <laughs> Don't be life. stupid. Don't be stupid. <laughs> get, get a check um, and capitalize off your situation. If what you want to do is be on TV, then take that and run with it. Um, I've got counterparts, Ray and Willie, and I love seeing my babies on TV. I love seeing them. When I see them, I get so excited. And I just, oh my God, you, you don't even know. I'm like, Willie, I saw you in the commercial. I love it. You know, I just get so excited. Ray, I watched you. You know, like it's just so much happiness. I see that they took something like this and they blew it up for themselves. And that's what you're supposed to do. If that's what you want to do, right? Um, but I want also them to know the, the, new, the new class that education is so important. Like finish your education because... Right now, America is changing, I feel like, for the worse in a lot of ways for Black people. And we have to protect ourselves. And I think that starts with our knowledge and our understanding about the way around it, the world around us, how it works. And that's what I would say to that young Black woman or man going, that's going to go on college hill. Where can we find you on social media? So on IG, I'm crystal underscore with underscore the curls. Um, I got my braids because I'm going on vacation next week. So, you know, a black girl and her braids, when they go on vacation, we get our hair done. Um, but usually I have curls. <laughs> so Crystal with the curls. Um, it's mostly like just me, like being funny and messing with my son. <laughs> um, I'm a mom now, so that's most of my content. Sorry, guys. I'm not I'm not flashing booty or anything like that. <laughs> I'm an educated woman, you know. May curse, but I'm educated. But anyways, um, 
and we love um, to see educated black women. So we love to see it. Now we do love yes, to see that. Yes, thank you, thank you. And I, like I said, I always want to encourage another black girl out there to be educated. Um, because that's that's the strongest weapon we have today. So um, yeah, but that that's me. I'm on IG. I'm on TikTok too. Same name, Crystal with the curls. Um, and just give me a shout out if you if you want to say hi. I always try to answer back to my positive fans. I always do. I have fans also. Um, I support endometriosis um, as a cause, especially for black women, because I went through it myself. And if you have endometriosis and you have any um, questions or you just want someone to talk to, reach out to me, Crystal with the Curls. I love to see, I love to see, we love to see advocacy too, man. Listen, you're amazing. Oh my gosh. We love to see the advocacy. Yes. We love to see the advocacy using the platform for, for the right reason. We love to yeah. see it. But, but Crystal, thank you so much for coming on. And we can't wait to read your chapter. Like what you hear? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to HBCU Pulse Radio on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, head to HBCUPulse.com to stay up to date on what's going on in the HBCU community. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to HBCU, HBCU Pulse, Pulse Radio. Radio.